Hey, real estate investors, if you've been enjoying this show for a while or enjoying this content at all, then I'm sure you're going to want to know that we have a mastermind for kingdom-minded real estate investors uh, with folks from all over the country. If you're wondering what is a mastermind, this is a community that we began back in 2020 uh, to really serve faith-minded investors, those who were ambitious in the world of real estate and entrepreneurship, but also passionate about Christ and really wanted a place, an environment, a community uh, where we could really join force, join forces and lock arms with people who are like-minded to really flourish in both of those areas. We also have a ton of fun when we meet in places like Dallas, Orlando, San Diego throughout the year. And so I would love to be able to share with you more details on that. If you go to thekingdomrei.com, that's thekingdomrei.com, you can learn more about our mastermind, hear from our members, and then apply to be a part of this community and give us an opportunity to chat more and see if it's a good fit. Enjoy the show. Hey, welcome everyone to the Kingdom REI podcast. This is your host, Ellis Hanman, founder of the Kingdom REI Mastermind. And I am so excited. I'm just going to get into today's episode because uh, we have a really special friend. Uh, he is, uh, we share a lot in common, actually. We both uh, serve time on the mission field. Uh, really passionate about missions and seeing God's kingdom advance to the unreached people's groups across the world. But also we have, we share a passion for investing in real estate investing and in, in creating predictable wealth, uh, wealth strategies um, to support missions like this. And so today we have on the call with us or on this podcast with us, Chris Jones, who's going to be talking about his story as I've been still doing full-time missions and working in missions and yet is also kind of carved out a real financial, you know, backing for him through passive investing. So we got a great show for you today. Welcome to the show, Chris. What's up, man? Oh, thank you so much, Ellis. I really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, we absolutely have a lot in common and I'm super excited to dive into the topic of investing and ministry and all of that today. God bless you. Yeah, man. Well, I, the reason, you know, we first chatted on the phone and you called me about one of our investment opportunities and just got to hear your story, you know, for people to give some context of how we got, we met. I think we might've connected on LinkedIn to some stuff before this. So we would known each other, you know, through some other things. But when we chatted, you know, I get on the phone with a lot of investors, but rarely, you know, do they, do we share such this common bond? And, but I also thought it would be so helpful for our listeners to have another story. Cause I'm always talking about, you know, creating predictable wealth and income through real estate. And you've done that while really not being an active investor, doing something else. And so I'm excited to talk about your journey, maybe lay this out and kind of create a guide, a plan for other investors and even helping them with this mindset of living on mission for the kingdom and yet, right, creating predictable wealth building strategy. So um, can I just pray for us real quick and then we can get in? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we absolutely. give it up to you. I just pray that it would serve and uplift your people. God, I love what Chris is doing and, and really um, serving the unreached people's groups in countries like Iran. God, we, uh, we lift this time up to you. Uh, thank you for Chris, his work, his mission. Um, and I just even pray that this time his story, his journey would be an uplifting to folks to um, really use all they have, their time, their resources, their capital to advance your kingdom, God enlighten our minds today that we can serve you greater it's in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. So Chris, explain to our folks right now, kind of, cause I want to back into this, right? Where you are today, kind of 
kind of where you're serving, but also from a financial perspective to the position you're in. Because I want to be able to work this backwards and understand kind of how this has all come about. Absolutely. So right now, today, I am a full-time serving, full-time as uh, in ministry, in missions, um, focused on reaching the Middle East primarily and all of that region. And at the same time, you know, as a family, my wife and I, we like to invest, uh, investing in real estate and also investing, you know, of course, in stocks, bonds, things like that. But you know, both hands. So it, it is interesting to meet someone like yourself and we share a lot in common, a lot of background, but that's where I am today. And so um, from, an, you know, the, the, the big question I always, you know, I asked you when we first got on there, I was like, well, how does a guy like yourself, because how long have you been in missions? Did you do anything before? What was your... Sure, sure. Yeah. So I actually, I was a chemical engineer for about 10 years and then God called me into the missions field uh, in 2000. So I've officially been working in missions for 20 years now. And uh, yeah, when we were talking, I made the statement just kind of in jest that like, yeah, most missionaries you find are broke and I work with a lot of them. And so it is nice to um, have that background where my wife and I, we've diligently saved. uh, We've tried to be smart with investments while faithfully serving the Lord. And God has blessed it uh, in a really tremendous way. So when did you start investing or looking for passive investment opportunities? How long ago was that? Yeah, absolutely. So I, you know, initially, as I mentioned, I was a chemical engineer. I was working 100% focused on trying to make money and, you know, do the best I could in that. And as God shifted and got me into missions, you know, I thought those days were completely gone. I would never, you know, I remember there's this funny story uh, when we were getting ready to go into missions and go to school for that, uh, my wife, she took all the kids and took them all to the doctor and the dentist and things like that. She said, we're never going to have money again. <laughs> we're going to always be broke. So I'm going to get and make sure, you know, at least the kids go to the doctor now. And, you know, we did that. And but God was in it and it was a struggle in the first few years, of course. Uh, but as we started to get off our financial footing and find out that we were going to survive doing this and we we're going to make it, you know, we immediately started looking to start investing again and start saving again. And so it's probably, you know, took say five years of, of really, really hard struggles at the beginning of beginning of ministry. And then since that point, I've been focused on passive investing and saving and all of that while doing ministry at the same time. Chris, let me ask you this question. What's the difference as because as a missionary and I was there and a lot of missionary folks, I see set, they're trying to save a lot, right? Because they, well, I've got, I want to go do this or take, you know, go on this vacation that we never get to do or just create some margin, right? So for you, what was the difference between saving and beginning to invest? Because those two things are very, very different. That's, that's a really good point. I mean, so savings is what gives you the cash flow to be able to do investing and then investing, you know, is what you do with it. So yeah, we never really had a mindset that we were just saving uh, short term to spend it later. We were definitely wanted to invest for the future. And so that's always been uh, the mentality is, you know, the more uh, resources we have, the more investments we have, the more passive income and all of that, then it gives you a lot more freedom. And when you're working in ministry and working in missions, sometimes, you know, the money is super tight. And so if you can ease that up and have some flexibility and some freedom and some confidence that, you know, you've got some other sources of income, 
then it gives you a lot more um, basically confidence to do God's work and know that, you know, hey, uh, I know we're going to be covered both ways. So I, I want like, I know I got some missionary friends listening to this podcast show, so I want to help them, man. Like, lay out for me the strategy or even the game plan. And, and not it doesn't. I mean, I don't know how detailed you have this, but what were some of those goals early on that kind of you created from just a budget standpoint, or that allowed you to begin to get to the place where you could start investing, start creating passive income to allow you to now be financially free? Yeah, absolutely. So. A lot of people, I mean, they're still in that very, very beginning stages. I struggled there. I know a lot of missionaries, they're still there. And they're kind of like month to month trying to bring in enough money just to cover their basics. And so it's really difficult to get ahead when you're like that. Um, so I would say the first step is kind of shoring that up, um, getting better at making sure that you have a significant or just at least a stable income coming in. Um, that was our, the very first thing. And as that started to get more stabilized, then it gives you the piece to start to invest the difference. Um, at, but the big thing came really for us as we got our savings rate up. And so that comes from budgeting. So you start budgeting. So first you get your income stabilized, then you start budgeting. Uh, and then moving into real estate, house hacking was a major win for us. We started house hacking. We bought a house and we were able to Airbnb the basement. And when we made that move, our savings rate really went through the roof and we were able to invest, uh, invest now. I mean, I think I mentioned it to you before. We're about 90% of the income we have, we're investing. So we're just living on 10% and investing 90%. But that, took, that, that takes a long time to get there. And it's not an easy process, but it's worth it to get to that point where, you know, you only need 10% to live. That's, that's a real blessing to be in that position. That's crazy, man. People were like, what? Well, here's the thing. It's because you learned the discipline of living on less than what you, than what those around you are really living off of. Right. Like you yeah. learned to live on way less. And so now you're able to live on the 10% invest or give or do whatever you want with the 90. And that's massive, man. I, I think that is, um, a struggle for me for sure right like you know we live in san diego one of the most expensive stinking markets in the world absolutely and um and so it, it can be really difficult to you know not want to keep up with the pressures around you for sure yeah i think one thing you know one story that really sticks out to me several years ago i had a chance to meet someone named katherine barnhart um i don't know if you're familiar with her yeah her yeah that's right. Her story is amazing. And she says something about how they made a commitment early on to freeze their lifestyle. And so even though they run a business and they make a lot of money through that business, Barnhart Crane, uh, they've decided to live on a missionary salary. And that like really um, stuck with me. And so we personally adopted some of those principles, um, living a, a basic life, not getting into lifestyle creep, um, you know, trying to stay frugal. Hey, we're working in some of the poorest regions in the world. I don't want to go over there as a flashy guy with a lot of money. I, I like to live humbly. And if I can do that at the same time, it, I can stay connected with them, but investing the difference for the future. Right. Yeah. That's huge, man. And nothing you said house hat so that the order and just the idea you're living in one part of your house, you're renting out 
another thing, a bedroom, a, a garage, right? We bought a duplex. We, we, this is so the same strategy we did. We bought as a missionary. And, and how, do, how were you able to buy that house? Did you, you were able to save enough for a down payment, Chris, or how did you do that? Yeah, absolutely. So we were saving uh, money um, and, you know, basically for that purpose to get started. And we just figured that $50,000 was the amount that we needed to save. We saved that much money. And then we just held it and waited for the right opportunity, the right property that would put us in that position. And we were intentionally looking for a property that we could do this with. We said, we want to be able to live in part of it. So the property we bought has a completely furnished uh, walkout separate apartment that we can rent separately. Um, and so we just waited until we found the right property. Right. And then, then because then once you had that, you were able to spend less in, on, essentially you're paying yourself now, right? And the rent, but you're able to pay yourself right. less. So your savings probably then begin to accelerate even faster, right? That's right. Yeah, that was a huge step. So, you know, just tight budgeting was how we got to that initial 50000 investment. But then once you do that, it kind of snowballs from there because, you know, so much of your expense is tied up in your living. If you can get that down to zero, actually making money, uh, then your your savings rate goes through the roof. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's so powerful. So we did the same exact strategy that Chris is talking about. That's awesome. During the missions, like we bought a house. Like here's the thing that we didn't have 50K. We didn't have this. So what we did, we had a family investor put up that 50K. Actually, it was 100K because we were buying in San Diego. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, but again, like they just didn't give us the money. They own they own percentage of the home, right? And so we weren't paying them cash flow or anything, but essentially what we were able to do 11 months later is refinance. You know, we, we bought it at 572. We refinanced it at 730, right? 11 months later. So we were able to pull out some of that money and pay back that investor. And now, Chris, we're selling that home for over a million dollars three years wow. later, right? Wow. So- I mean, yeah, like this can be done. You know, this is the, this is the game plan. If you're a missionary, listen to this, like house hacking is a great way to get in. And I think this is the mindset again, like, you know, what you did, you made a sacrifice to say, well, most people like, I don't want to, I don't want people living in my home. I don't want someone living in my garage or, you know what I mean? Like, I just kind of want to get that cute place. It's like, what do you, but what do you really want though? I mean, yeah. Do you want to be financially free so that you, you know, don't have to, always worry about raising money the rest of your life, right? Like what, what, what do you really want? Because tell my, my wife all the time, you know, she, she gets tired of me saying this, my like, babe, we're going to pay the price now so that we can pay whatever price we want to later. And that takes sacrifice and cost early on. But I, so I think the house hacking idea is a great representation of that. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, missionaries, especially they live on a tight budget. They need to be conscious of it. This is a savings opportunity. People look at their house as an investment. Unless you're actually planning to sell it or you're planning to rent part of it out, it's not really an investment. It's just an expense. <laughs> that's and, huge, uh, man. Like people don't, like it's a liability, right? Yeah. Because you can't get out of that house. If you can't leave that house because it's no longer worth what you sold or it doesn't rent for what you pay your mortgage, it's a liability. Chris, and so the house is not like, you know, and here's the thing, you're not Again, the only way to get the equity out of that house is if you sell it or if you refinance, which means you got to put a new interest rate on there. Right now, it's a good thing for some people because interest rates right. are low. 
but interest rates will probably eventually go back up. And so you're going to have to pay more to refinance that. So hundred percent, man, I think that's so right on that. This idea of, of buying a house is always a good investment. That's why I love the house. It can be if it pays you. And the only that's way right. to pay you is for someone else to be living in it. Right. That's that, that yeah. isn't coming out of your wallet. So, absolutely. Um, Man, that's great. So then let's move on. So now, like, I want to talk about where you are right now and kind of what you're, sure. you're at a place where your savings is accelerated. You're starting investing passively. What does that income look like? How is that supplementing what you're doing? Well, absolutely. Um, the way we looked at it, we started by buying, you know, single family homes, which is what so many people do. And as you know, the prices started increasing. I'm here in Colorado. Prices are increasing around us, you know, the numbers are not necessarily the best for a single family home rental investment. So I started looking into multifamily, um, just really continuing to say like, how do I best invest these dollars and multifamily syndications, all of that really piqued my interest. And that's, that's where I started looking at, um, how can I take some of these dollars, invest them in something like that and just get purely passive income? Uh, what would that look like? And, these multifamily syndications are exactly that. I mean, it's about as hands off as you can get, but it's tied to real estate. It's tied to an asset. Um, so it's safe. And I, I feel really good about it. That's really helping bring more income in every month. Uh, that's helping offset those expenses even more. Just to be clear to our listeners, syndication, if you haven't been listening to the show for a while, syndication is what, the, um, the, is what we do. Um, you can learn more at lshammond.com, but essentially what it's a, you are, you're a passive investor into larger projects, right? There's typically kind of a two tier structure where you have a managing side and an investor side. Chris is investing on the investment side. And for example, our, our firm is on the management side where we're putting the deal together, operating the deal, raising all the money. And then Chris gets to actually own a share of that piece of real estate, from a limited liability standpoint. So if he has hundred K into the deal, his liability is only up to hundred K, but he, he benefits from owning the real estate. He, own, he owns a piece of the cash flow, a piece of the depreciation that passes through to him, a percentage of the equity when we sell this project or refinance it. So that's what he's doing now. And it's, it, it works really well because you don't, it doesn't take any of your time, but yet you can still own real estate, you still get the cash flow the equity and all the things that we really like from real estate. So what is your goal right now, Chris, from um, passive investor? What do you, do you have like a set goal, how much you're trying to get into deals each year or every two years? What does that look like for you? Yeah, for us, we've been on this pattern that every year we make some kind of a significant investment, whether it's passive like that, or it's buying another property local or something like that. So we're able to kind of save up enough cash each year to participate in like at least one deal. Right. So that's kind of our game plan is just to keep doing that. Right. And I just want to say, you know, what really, what if you start house hacking and if you start investing locally, personally, you start to see those benefits of depreciation and, and uh, cash flow that's coming and appreciation, um, all these ways that the real estate is, is paying you back. Um, so once you start looking at that, you say like, well, okay, I'm limited. I'm working full time as a missionary. I'm out there doing my thing. How, how big can I grow this? Well, when you start then get introduced to the passive side, it makes a lot of sense because you can just jump into that as you have cash available 
and you're totally hands off and you're working with the best. You're working with people that are pros. They're scouring the whole country to find the best deals. To me, there's a lot of benefits to that and it makes sense. I mean, that's why I love passive investing. I mean, it's why we created a firm to help passive investors because I think if you really want to do well in this game, it's why I'm no longer a full-time vocational minister is because it's just hard to be excellent in ministry and be excellent in investing. And you, we need both. Right. And so That's right. I, I, I totally with you, let me ask you this. What is the threshold for you when you're looking at a project, you know, versus you being, let's say in like active on the deal. Right. So you're looking at one of these single family homes versus maybe passive investing. Got a lot of people ask me, well, it's, you know, why not the, the cash flow is a little bit greater on the single family deal, for example, the returns are a little bit higher than investing in a large multifamily syndication right now. What for you is a threshold that, that, you know, more involved project needs to return for you than investing that capital for, as a, from a passive standpoint? Sure. So I look at, I mean, you know, there's different classes of shares and some people are just looking for the cash flow return and others, you get the cash flow and appreciation at the end. Um, so I've tended to invest in those where you can get some cash flow each month, but you're also participating in the growth. Um, and if, you know, in seven years when it sells or whatever happens, you get a piece of that equity at the sale. And so I'm looking for deals that have both of those. Um, I'm looking for favorable tax advantage states uh, where they're investing in. Um, and then just solid deals. I personally could never put together, uh, you know, one we just invested in, say more than a hundred units. I couldn't put together something like that and be a part of it. So I like those kind of asset classes where it's bigger and it's something that I necessarily couldn't do on my own. Yeah. I love it, man. Okay. Well, I, so two questions, I, maybe I got a couple more, but the two that come to mind, one is you said right before we got on the call, you're working on maybe putting together your first larger deal, uh, on the manager side. Tell me about that, man. That's exciting to hear. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're, we're here in Colorado Springs and that's where we live. So um, we have properties here. And so I want to invest outside of this market, but I also want to look inside this market. So I'm working with some friends and we're looking to see if we can do something in the 20 to 30 unit range um, together. And so that would be putting a deal together of that size and I think that's something manageable with kind of the network we have here locally. But, um, you know, it's definitely not one of these 100 unit or, or larger type of things at all. That's amazing. So that's, that's awesome to hear. Um, Chris, I, I want to just ask, like, now that we're, you know, we've, thanks for this, man. Thanks for being so open. I mean, I think sure. it helps so many people. We're going to name this, I think I'm going to name this like the financially free missionary. Like, I just want people to like, see this and see the power of this because there's the compounding effect. Yes. And real estate is not to get rich quick. It's to get rich for sure. Right. And this is what you have practiced for a long time and, and it's paying dividends for you now, man. So this is awesome. I, I, I want to ask in that vein, because of this, because of this persistence, this compounding diligence that you and your wife and family have shown what is the freedom that it has given you today? You know, I mean, now that, you know, and speak about your work and what you're able to do, what, how is this freedom beginning to pay off and, and how are you experiencing the benefits of that right now? Absolutely. So 
I think having financial freedom is something everyone should be striving for. And because it does give you a lot of confidence and ability to just do the things, especially as a minister in ministry or as a missionary, do what God has put in front of you. Um, you don't want to be tied to something just because there's funding there or whatever. Uh, you want to be moving in the ways that God has you to move. And so it, that's given me a lot of confidence for me personally. Um, the big dream for me was always to have, you know, $1 million net worth. And when I hit that, it probably shouldn't be this way, but it was a huge relief for me. I felt like, okay, I got this goal. And I totally, at that point, um, back to the idea of being somewhat minimalist, being frugal and, and being content with where you are. I totally told God I'm content with this. I don't need to have 2 million, 3 million, 5 million to feel like I'm confident. This was the goal that I'd had. And my wife and I had a, a long talk about that. And she was like, are you sure you're going to feel good with just this? And I said, yeah, I mean, this was always the thing I'm worked as a missionary and be able, was able to get a million dollar net worth. I think that's pretty good. And I think that should be enough. So I'm yeah. confident. Who, who, who listening? You can raise your hand in the car. Who, who would like to have a million dollars? We can see people raise your hand. If you like have a million dollar net worth right now. Right. So yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, being, you know, if you have gain and you have contentment, that's great gain. And that's a, that's where I just try to rest in that for sure. It's beautiful, man. I, I um, uh, there's a proverb I read the other day. It's early in the Proverbs seven or eight, where it says, you know, a man who, um, who gains wealth um, over time is, is wise, yeah. right? But a man who, who gains wealth quickly dwindles it. And, um, and I just think there's some real wisdom in that. And, you know, our culture wants to throw out there of like this dream and reality of, um, of financial freedom, which we know is not a bad thing, and the, the what has enabled you and your wife to be and serve God in, in more fuller and deeper ways, um, but yet, you know, there's a contentment of of the season that you're in, and so I hope yeah. because I know what this episode would have done for me if I when I was a missionary, it would have motivated me, it would have put a fire under me. It would have been challenged and encouraged me to think and dream and even maybe take bigger action. But I know in my own heart, too, because I, I still am this way, it would have all also created discontent in my heart, mm. in my mind of like, man, I'm just not there. I mean, I want to get there and I, I hate where I'm at now. I hate that there's no margin in my life. I hate that I'm not financially free. I hate that I can't take my wife on the vacation I want to go on because that happens still today, right? Where I have to fight this discontentment. And so just want to encourage and challenge everyone that God is still in control, that Jesus tells us to look at the birds of the air and the lilies of the field, that they neither, neither fret nor worry, right? For right. your Heavenly Father knows that your needs, he knows your needs and um, he wants to provide and take care of you. Um, so do not be anxious about today for tomorrow or today has enough worry, um, uh, in itself, or don't be anxious about tomorrow, excuse me. So, um, yeah. you know, I just, I think that's so good, man. I just, I think that's such a good reminder for me to see where you are. You know, you're a little bit older than me too. And knowing that it's the compounding effect, man. Of Yeah. You're definitely, will get there. And especially, I mean, these, this move with this very first house that you worked on, I mean, these, you see each, every move is adding to this and it really does become a snowball 
Um, if you can control your expenses and not have lifestyle creep, then that money stays in your net worth. And so, you know, doing that, you will definitely get there. So I I just want to mention what you said that discontent that can, that can really just ruin your life in a way that, you know, Hey, I'm out here serving God and we're seeing miracles on the field and all of this stuff happening. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, but I don't have this. I don't have that. That that's, that's not healthy. And you don't want to be that way. Um, find peace with that and find peace with where you're living. I'm not talking to you. I'm saying to the listener, if you're struggling, come on, man, come on. Yeah. I mean, find peace with that and find say like, Hey, this is the amount of money I need to live. Uh, everything above that I can give away. I can do whatever. I'm at peace with myself. I'm at peace with my ministry. I'm at peace with where God has me. There's a lot to be benefit from that. Cause if you don't, guess what? You're going to get a million dollar net worth. You're still going to be discontented. You're still going to be unhappy. You're saying, oh, well, maybe it needs to be 2 million now um, or 3 million. And so you have to have that peace uh, in the process and you're going to get there for sure uh, with the, the deals you're putting together. If you can control your spending, it all just keeps stacking on itself. That's it, man. That's it. That's so good. That's such a good reminder. Thanks for that. Chris, Chris, I want to give you the opportunity um, to talk about briefly, I mean, um, how much, or I don't know how much you can talk about it, but your work on the mission field and um, just would love for audience to learn a little bit about that and just ways to support you um, outside of, of listening to the show. Sure. Absolutely. Right now I've been, you know, I've had an amazing career and opportunity to work in missions. Uh, early on, I got to go and worked with uh, the underground house churches in China. I did ministry and served in India and um, Bangladesh and all over the, the poor regions of the world and, and the unreached peoples of the world. And then most recently for the past few years, we focused in on the Middle East. And I don't know if people realize, but the Middle East is having an amazing revival right now. And uh, they're seeing uh, salvations. We're seeing salvations like never before. We're seeing God's work happening there. Uh, Muslims are converting to Christ. And, uh, you know, as a missionary, that's our goal. That's our focus on that kind of work. And so, yeah, I've been a part of that and, and just really blessed to be a part of what's happening uh, there on the ground in the Middle East. Praise God, man. Is there a way for people to come learn about your ministry or is there, can you share anything? Um, yeah, we do things. I would say this, just Google a ministry in the Middle East, Google satellite broadcasting. That's a lot of impact that's happening there. There's a lot of ministries that are working in that region and supporting any of them are going to have a great impact uh, in any of those regions. So I can't personally connect myself to the ministry because of security. That's the way yeah, we do it. This is real. But, for sure. Well, how can yeah, they this, you, Chris, if they want to, you know, if, if you're open to that, to, you know, and, and maybe if there's a missionary out there listening, wants to talk to you directly, if you would be open to that, where can they get a hold of you, man? Absolutely. So my personal email address is a private email address is Christopher J four, three, two at gmail.com. That's just the one I, I give out to people. Feel free to email me directly. You'll just get me and I'm happy to talk uh, about any of this stuff. I love, you know, investing. I love the idea of businesses, missions, kingdom ventures, all the stuff you're working on Ellis. I really commend you for, for jumping into that. And I love it. And, and you can have an impact. I just talked to all the listeners. You can have an impact in the world and be financially free and serve God. All, you know, you can have all of this stuff at once. And I think that's what uh, is a blessing to think of. 
Thanks for that, Chris. I just hope that this gives permission. I, for so long, I just didn't have permission to go and pursue financial freedom. And I, I just, I'm thankful for another brother like you, man, who's serving God faithfully, boldly, um, in some incredible work, but yet has also um, been wise and sharp and, and is, um, God has blessed that. And you're able to, you know, have freedom today. And, um, and, and I think a real, in a real great way. So awesome, awesome testimony. I want to kind of give two call to actions for folks today. There's one organization that has impacted both of us because you mentioned it before the show, or you mentioned um, the Barnhart family is generousgiving.org. Great yes. organization. We're actually doing a weekend, a weekend kind of workshop with them around biblical generosity in our mastermind this weekend. That's oh, that's awesome. Giving.org. I just encourage folks to go check that out to really, um, uh, it's just an incredible what they're doing and helping entrepreneurs, business owners really think about generosity, um, really pursuing wealth and creating wealth, but man, using it for a much bigger imper- purpose and impact and, and finding that idea of contentment um, along this path is such a challenge. Yes. We need more people speaking into that. I know I need, I need both. I need people who are challenging me to think bigger about creating wealth, but man, I need people who are helping me be grounded in the word of God and in, and in the love of Christ. And so that organization helps me do that. And then lastly, the call to action is, um, well, first go reach out to Chris if you're just getting started. But, you know, he talked about passive investing and I typically don't toot my own horn here, but this is the business that we have. We help passive investors diversify out of Wall Street and into private real estate, right? So they can begin to create wealth, a predictable wealth building strategy um, that, again, where it's that you can see, you can map out a path towards financial freedom. And just talking with an investor of the day, if you don't know what your money's earning, then you're losing out an opportunity cost. I can guarantee it. See it all yeah. the time. You know, if your IRA is sitting there and you don't know what it's making, I guarantee you, you're losing money, right? It's every single day I see this. And so just, um, you know, our mission is to help Passive investors really, you know, create a more predictable wealth building strategy and really invest with purpose in, in our apartment complexes. So reach out to me, go to ellishammond.com or reach out to me, um, ellis at ellishammond.com. I'd love to have a conversation like that. If you're where Chris are and you're ready to start investing in larger deals from a passive standpoint, do that as well. So Chris, brother, thank you for your time. Uh, this has been awesome, man. Any final or parting words you'd have for our audience? You gave us so much. No, I just I want to say, uh, you know, keep up the good work. I really appreciate what you're doing and trying to mix that, uh, you know, kingdom perspective, investing perspective uh, with a contentment perspective. Man, you're going to do great things. So just say thanks to you and thanks to your audience for just supporting this kind of uh, vision. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Go be great. Love you all. Thanks for this time. Cheers. Hey, real estate investors, I hope this show has given you permission to go out into the world and crush it in the name of Jesus. If you want to learn more about our community and locking arms and joining forces with other like-minded investors like yourself, go to thekingdomrei.com to learn more about our mastermind and send an application. We'll see you next week.